This is Did You Know, the short and sweet podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs that want to keep up with the latest changes in digital marketing and social media. Learn from two guys that know a thing or two about helping businesses increase sales and exposure, Will Hankey and Andrew McCauley. Hey, everybody. Welcome to podcast. Podcast number 33, episode Did You Know? My name is Andrew McCauley, the social media bloke, and we are digging into the news that's been happening online this week, whether it's social media, online marketing, or just interesting information. We are going to dig in and share with you what has been happening. Will Hankey is on the line. G'day, Will. Andrew, how are you today? I am wonderful. I know we've got a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, today that we're going to share and I know um, before we do that we do our usual segment of hey what did you learn or what is the tool that you're using in your business that's uh, that's going to help people with their business Will what have you got for us well one of the tools I've been using for a couple months now and, and a lot of people already know about it but it's called slack s-l-a-c-k uh, it's slack.com and it's a uh, it's a basically a chat tool that you can use. But one of the really cool things about it is you can create different channels. So you can, uh, and you know, put in, so here's how I use it. I'll just, I'll just explain it that way. I have a, a designer that's a, you know, a contractor of mine. Uh, I have, you know, a graphics designer. I have somebody that does some coding. I have somebody that does some blogging things of you know, all these different people. So by using Slack, I can actually build different channels by each of my clients and then I can talk to them about different things that are going on. Hey, when's this coming? You know, this is due soon. Uh, hey, did you fix that, you know, footer link? It, you know, whatever it happens to be, uh, you can just do it all inside that one app. And Andrew, you and I have actually been using it a little bit, although you're not quite used to, to using it as I am yet. No, I'm still a bit of a newbie on Slack, although I've had it, I've had it for about two years. I just haven't, oh. haven't used it, um, certainly not as much as you. But, you know, putting this podcast together, we use Slack and we had a different a number of different team members just uh, interacting with us when we were getting show notes and logos and graphics and that sort of stuff too. So, you know, I'm getting used to it and I know you're making me uh, use it a bit more, which is great because I've heard lots of people use it. They all love it. Um, and, uh, now I've got a reason to use it. So yay for me, yay for you. Yeah, it was pretty cool that our designer would just upload different versions of the logo and Hey, what do you guys think about this? And, you know, we could give immediate feedback. Uh, there's an app specifically for your phone that it dings when somebody says something. So you can just reply right away. Keep the, keep the project moving along. I, I really like it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's a free app, right? It's, it's free. It is free, uh, and and I only use the free version. Apparently, there's a paid version that you can uh, do a lot more things with, but I've never had the need for it. Yeah, and that's the thing with these apps these days. There's so many good free versions of apps that let you do a lot, you know, yeah. and they, and they give you a, an amazing amount of uh, flexibility with their app without having to pay for it. So, you know, I think uh, that's what we're seeing these days is some really good stuff. But then you want to you want to really put on the turbo charges for some of these apps you, you pay some money but they they are good enough on their own for free anyway they are yeah i love this this particular one the trick with it i think is getting some of the, your other team members specifically if they're contractors to use it uh when of course they have other you know clients as well that are probably not using it and you're forcing them to use this one yes just for your thing so yeah. that's a little tough but as it grows i think uh, that'll be an easier thing to do yeah, definitely, definitely. Good, yeah. good. Yeah, so uh, what, what kind of uh, uh, 
fancy tool or, or thing do you have this week? Well, I tell you, I want to share um, one little tool that I've been using. On it. I really like it. It's um, it's a Chrome extent extension, uh, and I do a lot of image creation. Though I'm using on uh, using images for Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that sort of stuff. The world's run on images and imagery these days, so you always want to have uh, some good images. And sometimes when you're trying to create an image, you want to put the right sort of font on a uh, on an image across the top, or maybe it's a quote or something like that. And if you don't have the right font, it can be a real challenge, right? So, yeah. um, and sometimes you want to sort of match a particular meme or even a, uh, a website that you're that you're quoting. So this little tool or this little extension is called uh, What Font. And basically, you click on the what font, and as you hover over any text on any web page, it tells you what font that is. So, oh, nice. you know, so I could look at your website and I could tell you what sort of font you're using for different parts of your website. Um, now, this is probably not going to appeal to people that aren't creating images or don't need to know what the font is. But if you are somebody that's creating some images for your, for your Instagram accounts and you want to have the right font, this is a super little tool that you can use without having to go in and dig into code. Because I know, Will, you check code when you want to find a font on a particular site right i do yeah, yeah. i do the old right click inspect look through the css code to find out what it is yeah yeah so this sort of takes away that that need to even know what you're looking at because i think like <laughs> if you're like me most of us look at that code and think we're, well we might as well be reading japanese because it's just crazy right. so yeah that's my little tool for this week that's pretty cool. So you can just turn that on and off, I guess. So it's oh, yeah, not yeah, on just, all the yeah, time annoying yeah. you. Yeah, just turn on and then there it is. tells you what's going on. Uh, and then nice. you can turn off when you're finished with it. So I don't use it every day. I might use it once a week. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's there for me when I need it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the amount of uh, Chrome extensions you have. Do you have any room left for anything else at the top of your browser? I'm uh, sort of concerned about that too because they keep growing. <laughs> I'm just looking. Yeah. I think I've got about 15 on there right now. <laughs> but you know what? I look at them and I use pretty much every single one of them. And if I don't, I turn them off and disable them. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Very good. So we've got a fair bit of news going on this week. Of course, things have changed in Facebook world on many fronts. But um, I think Facebook might take the big news this week. What's the big news that we want to focus on today? Yeah, you know, the whole week kind of started off slow, and we were wondering if we were going to have enough news articles for this week's show. But uh, uh, Facebook did not let us down. And one of the big things was the fact that they came out with a workaround for um, some of the ad blockers that are out there working. So this is kind of a back-and-forth uh, battle between Facebook and the ad blockers. Let's let's just talk about ad blockers for a second, just so people understand what's happening. Um, do you want to give us a rundown of what an ad blocker is and why it's important that we know what's happening with those sort of things? Well, certainly as a business owner, uh, one of the best things you can do, in my opinion, is to run ads on sites like Facebook, where you can really, you know, target by demographic, by interest, things like that. So some, somebody has come out with a program that will block those specific ads in your newsfeed uh, so that you don't see them and you just see the, the people posting about the politics or whatever it happens to be that week. Uh, without the sponsored ads in there. So um, because that uh, that ad blocker program came out, then Facebook came back and, and created a workaround that rendered those uh, software programs somewhat useless. So I think it's just going to be a back and forth, you know, until somebody gives up. And Facebook's probably got more money than the uh, software creators in this case. Yeah, but, you know, I don't think it's just software creators because I think iOS 10... I think they're bringing some 
ad blocking software into their um, the the user system, right in the, in the back end. So I think that you know, there's it's a real problem. It's a real problem for uh, both both parties. It's a real party problem for platforms like Facebook who make their money and their revenue from ads, and it's yeah. real people for people that don't want to see ads that are irrelevant because. If you're, you know, we talked about this before, but if you're on Google and you're looking for something, you're specifically looking for a result and an ad is an appropriate result, then you go and click on it. When you're on Facebook, it's interruption marketing, right? You're, you're looking at Facebook because you haven't had enough cat photos for the day. And then if you're <laughs> looking through those, um, those cats, then bang, an ad comes up for something totally irrelevant but you fit the demographics of that ad. So I understand why you'd want to have ad blockers if you're looking through things like Facebook. But then again, if you're looking at things uh, on Google, you don't want to have ad blockers blocking the ads because, hey, that could be relevant to what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we actually had something similar to this in the late 90s. There was there was a big thing about ad blockers at the time, especially like pop-up blockers, yes. things like that. Uh, back where this was the same kind of situation, people were building uh, websites that had ads on them and then these ad blockers showed up and people were blocking them and uh, I think people were telling you to turn off your cookies, turn off your JavaScript. There was, you know, so it's always been kind of a back and forth battle. So this is just the next chapter. Yes, it'll go on and on and on. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think we're going to have a point where ads will have to evolve into something that's almost undetectable as far as content yeah. goes. Yeah. Which will be interesting because, you know, Facebook and, and some of these people, are, you know, Google, they still put the word sponsored on there so that you know the difference between mm. them. Mm. Uh, but the, they'll come up with something in, ingenious that will. They will. Uh, yeah. So that's the big news. Watch this space for ad blockers. That's what's happening um, on Facebook world. What else have we got? Anything else on Facebook that's happening? Yeah, we got a lot of stuff uh, around Facebook. I, I just saw something that uh, random people on Facebook are getting polled about the particular stories that they're reading. Uh, and I haven't seen this in the wild yet, so I'm not 100% sure about it. But I think after you read an article or click on an article, mm -hmm. Facebook is actually showing up and saying, hey, you know, was that interesting to you? And they're really trying to learn more about how to uh, have every single person's feed, you know, very unique and very targeted to what their interests are. It's Big Brother all over. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> it really I mean, is. Like they don't know enough about us already, but mm -hmm. now you know, people are going to do that. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, that was interesting. And then they're going to show more articles about the the cats or whatever it is that they liked. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, interesting. Interesting to uh, see if you get a poll. I haven't had a poll yet. Have you, had, have you been polled? I have not. Not for news articles. I have seen it pop up lately for different restaurants. If I check in, uh -huh. uh, I'll check in at a restaurant, and then after I hit the the publish button, it'll say, "Hey, does this restaurant take reservations? Yes or no? Hey, does this restaurant uh, considered casual? You know, and, and it it'll do that a couple times. So, have you had that happen to you? No, I haven't. I, you know what? I don't check in through Facebook a lot. Um, okay. I don't. I really don't know why i just think that uh it's too much information on one article i'll go and check in on um on swarm which is the offshoot of foursquare yeah um i think there's a little bit of gamification on there but i don't see the need to check in on facebook unless it's something that uh is special like if it's just a 
just a restaurant or just something local, I probably wouldn't do it. But if it was like a, you know, a concert or the Olympics, yeah, I'd probably check sure. in there to just tell people how bad they're having it while I'm having it good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but if it's just something like a restaurant or, you know, a city or a park, I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think people use the check-in feature to maybe, what is it, like a humble brag, I think yes. is what they call it. Yes. yes. You know, because I've got a client that sells mattresses. Nobody has ever checked in at the mattress store. I can't understand you know, why. I, I can't understand yeah. why. <laughs> you know, so I, I do think that's part of the part of how it goes. So. Unless, unless you're checking in with someone that's really, that you want to be checking into a mattress store with, you know, right. <laughs> you don't want to say I'm checking in for a single mattress again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, they are polling people about the different uh, stories that they see. Uh, and uh, be interesting if anybody's listening has had those polls pop up. Uh, uh, leave a comment on the on our on our uh, show notes page, and, and we'd love to learn more about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so that's uh, that's the polls. What else is going on with Facebook? Well, Facebook Live, which has been out for a while now and very popular. They're actually testing some mid-roll ads right in the middle of your Facebook Live. No. All of a sudden, it's going to come up town. and say, yeah, oh, hey, um, we're going to pause your Facebook Live uh, thing here for a minute because we're going to show an ad. You know, So it's almost like a commercial break, I guess. You know what? I, I That's interesting that they would choose when they can do an ad because imagine if you're – doing a Facebook Live, you're at an event and like this is really exciting or something's about right. to happen and like here mm-hmm. I am, I'm at this live, check this out, I just happened to come across this scene and it's and it's and his and it's about to go and suddenly there's an ad and right. you're like what? and you don't this this is what I'm guessing. If the if the big thing happens at that time the ad is on and then you then they cut from the ad and go back to you, you'd be like, uh, you've just missed it. You can't right. re, you can't rewind and watch what didn't happen. I'm guessing that would that would really annoy the crap out of me, to be honest with you. Right, or else they're going to record it, and basically you're going to be on a 30 second delay, you know, so that so that well, it's not you're live, recording. Then. It's not Facebook. Yeah, well, unless, it's not live. <laughs> um, unless the ads are put on the replays. Yeah, that could be. I I don't know. Unless the ads are put on the replays, but then it defeats the purpose of being live. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. not surprised. I'm not surprised by it. I've already seen people like Frank Kern running live ads, but he runs his own ads. So he says, right. "Okay, I'm cutting to an ad right now," and he'll put his own ad on there, and then come back to live. So I've seen that do do well, and I guess that would work. But re- uh, the the revenue from that ad doesn't go anywhere near Facebook's pockets. It all goes right. to Frank Kern. So, you know, I'm I'm seeing that already from uh, user generated ads, but I. I'm yet to be. I'd like to see what they do here with this ad because I I get it that they're going to have to um that they're going to have to uh, monetize it somehow, but I just don't know if they choose the timing of the ad. That would really be annoying. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm not not surprised at all. Okay, so that's mid roll and ads. In what yeah. about um what about their 360 stuff? So there's some news out about their 360 videos. Um, they're putting some. Uh, guide and heat map features on their 360 stuff too, which is pretty interesting. So you can get to see uh, what's happening on your 360 video. Now, 360 obviously is the video where you can pan around as a viewer. You can you can scroll up, look up, look down, look left, look right, wherever you want to um, on this video. But they're now showing or giving the ability for heat maps uh, inside the page insights so that you can see what were people looking at, what were they touching when they were scrolling around and that sort of thing, which is pretty interesting for an, from an analytical point of view. 
Right. Yeah. It's kind of cool to see what people are looking at when they're watching your, your particular thing. And, and the whole idea of the video metrics, I think is going to be really great. Uh, you know, I've, I've already seen some, uh, some articles about people, uh, businesses using those metrics to improve their videos. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this is pretty neat. I mean, you know, like they've, uh, I think the article that we're going to have in our show notes will actually have a, a picture of uh, a video of somebody doing it underwater with some sharks that are swimming around them. And in there, you can actually see that most people are looking at the shark. Of course, that's what mm -hmm. they're looking at. But uh, still kind of interesting how they're going to be able to to track, you know, exactly where people are looking at it on your video. Well, it also shows the specific portions of the field of view. So let's say you look at the shark video and suddenly everyone's scrolling up to see what's above them. You know, it's going to tell you that, hey, people are scrolling up a lot more than they are looking forward. Because, right. You know, because maybe you've got something more interesting at the top. So um, it's going to be it's going to be valuable for people that are creating those sort of videos, especially if it's a, a marketing style video. Um, if it's just a general, you know, I'm out in the ocean and I'm filming whatever's happening at the time. I mean, the analytics, you're not going to be. You, you may not be in that situation again where you're filming a bunch of sharks on a regular right. basis. So um, anyway, it's just another just another another quiver to you or another arrow to your quiver, whatever you call it, of uh, analytics and features that you can use with this sort of technology. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool that, that you can kind of see where people are or what they're watching, you know, mm -hmm, definitely. And, and then you still have to figure you still have to decipher why they looked at it or what they were thinking when they did so. But. You know, at least you have the data. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, what else? Facebook, anything else we've got on Facebook? Uh, Messenger. Now, for a while now, you've been able to uh, book flights, I think, with KLM. Mm -hmm. And now um, Iceland Air has come out. So if anybody is wanting to fly to Iceland anytime soon, um, you can actually book that flight right through Messenger now. There you go. I think, I think we're only going to see an influx of more and more businesses letting you do something on messenger of course you can book uber you can book domino's pizza um there's more and more things happening with these the integration that messenger is giving us and businesses yep. yep good good uh i've also noticed that um facebook page layouts have been changing yes uh, and uh some sometimes for some businesses their logo is going over to the left and it's not inside your actual cover photo anymore correct which is rendering some services like canva who last i checked with canva which is a, a free thing you can go create a facebook you know cover photo mm -hmm. they still have the little square there for uh where your your logo used to be yeah uh, your profile pics so mine changed mine changed about four weeks ago and i was doing a screen share with my business partner who's in australia and i'm over here in the u.s and um she's like and i was saying you know just under the left under there and you can see this this particular tab and she's like there's no tab there what are you talking about <laughs> so we did a screen share and she's like oh my god you've changed you, you've you've changed your your layout has changed mine's still the old version and then about three weeks about a week ago three weeks later she said you know finally i've got the new changes and i'm up to date so they're rolling it out um so they're definitely in australia now they're they're over here in the u.s not everyone's got them uh, but you may find that it'll come out and change too and it's a little different it's it's changed and as you said the the imagery and the layout of course has changed which just means tools like canva need to go and update their um, offerings too because that's going to be a big change for them as well yep so if you if the listeners have uh, a social media person or somebody that has updated that 
Uh, you might just want to go check your Facebook page and make sure it doesn't have a big empty square there yes. where there used to be uh, a profile picture or a logo. Exactly right. Yes. Um, okay. Anything else on Facebook? Or are we done with Facebook? We're done with Facebook unless you count Instagram as no. part of Facebook. Well, let's dig into Instagram while we're here. <laughs> Instagram, any uh, changes going on with Instagram? They're testing out a new save draft feature, which uh, you're the Instagram guru here so you'll have to tell us what this is all about yeah i haven't seen it roll out to mine yet but um they're basically setting, just testing a new feature which is a save the draft feature where it basically allows users to save edits to their photos or their videos before they post them so let's say you're on the run and you're trying to add or trying to fix up or do some edits to a photo you want to add a filter or something like that or some text um then you basically can save your draft and come back and revisit it later. So it's just a test right now. Uh, who knows if it makes the cut or not, but that's what's going on with Instagram this week. Well, that's actually nice if you take a picture of something, but you just don't have time to do the sharing and filtering and all that. Right. You can just take the picture, save it, do it later. Correct. Yes. Nice. Okay. Yes, that's Instagram. Uh, what else we got? Oh, uh, we got Twitter. Um, Twitter soon going to let everyone post moments. Yeah, so moments have been out for uh, probably about a year now, and yeah. you know th they've always been an important part of Twitter's strategy. Um, I I started digging into moments, but I found it pretty limited in what I was noticing. But now what they're about to do is open it up to new a bunch of new partners, so new brands, um, and making the feature available to anyone in the next few months. So. You know, we could have our own moments for this podcast. In fact, I think Twitter have already tried to call us a few times. I just haven't been able to take their <laughs> call. But we could possibly have our Did You Know moments on Twitter as well. Right, right. Now, Jack Dorsey is from St. Louis. And he's been calling you all day trying to get you on the phone too. I mean, they, yeah, they're just persistent, do aren't they? God. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, really. Um, so basically, if you don't know what moments are, they're, they're, um, they're basically uh, a selection of um, news articles or in, um, in information that's been sort of con con correlated or con not congregated. What are the words I'm trying to say? Um, it's a collection of news information that you can check you out go. without having to do a search for it. So um, there you go. Yeah. That's it's it's supposed to help you with content discovery, right? It's supposed to help Correct. you exactly. find things a little bit better, not having to go use the search function. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's Twitter. Anything else on Twitter? I think we're almost uh, oh, devoid of Twitter news. Or do we have other, other things? Oh, you know, oh, Twitter's shutting down, right? Yeah. That's the other big news is that they're shutting down next year. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this just happened this past week. Somebody started and they, they're not, of course, they're not sure who started it. Although, doesn't make sense because they could just go back and find the pers first person that posted about it. It's probably Twitter uh, themselves. It could be, but there's a, a hashtag called save Twitter that had started this week. Uh, and the rumor was that they're shutting down in 2017 because they can't police the cyberbullying situation. So people that are, you know, just being hateful and rude to other people on Twitter and Twitter doesn't seem to be doing much about it. Unlike Instagram, who are now letting, as we reported in a recent episode, uh, letting you block some some trolling people, Twitter aren't, yeah. doing, aren't doing a good a job as they should be. They're not. And and so somebody was probably having some trouble with cyberbullying, started this rumor that, that Twitter is uh, shutting down. 
And, uh, you know, if nothing else, it has definitely got some uh, eyeballs on the entire cyberbullying situation. Yeah, I mean, it was almost a ploy. I know, as I said, wouldn't be surprised it was Twitter itself. Yeah. Um, because, uh, yeah, it's a good ploy. But anyway, it's not closing down. So uh, <laughs> just relax. I think we're okay. This Twitter will probably be around for at least another two years. Yeah, probably at least two. <laughs> Twitter. Okay, anything else on Twitter? I think we're done with Twitter. We're done. What else we got going on? Um, iOS. So this is another one you get to speak to. Uh, they're now adding a night mode to uh, iPhones, iOS systems. Apparently, Android has had it for a while. Uh, I have never used it. I, this is actually the first I've really heard about it. Well, iOS um, have had it. iOS, I've had it on my phone for probably three months. At okay. least, right? On my phone, I think. Um, that, because, that may be because I've got a newer phone, a 6S. But I think, I'm guessing this, but I'm thinking they're rolling out... Um, the new software that may may make it appropriate across all of the iOS devices. But basically what it does, you pick a time. Um, it doesn't show much, you know, bright light after a certain time of night. You pick the time um, so that when you do turn your phone on at night time, you're not blinded. You know, if you've ever turned your phone on at night, um, you get blinded. You're trying to read the screen. You can't see because it's so bright. Well, this really reduces everything and gives it a brownish tinge in iOS anyway so that it's not that white brilliant light that pierces your eyeballs when you wake up in the middle of the night so um, they're, they're trying to cut down on that whole uh, sleep problem where they're saying that you're looking at your device too many times before bed or during the night time affects the sleep patterns um, right. so they're, they're aware of it and it's a real issue so they're trying to uh, do something about it so you know it's I don't I don't uh, I I, use, I mean, it's, it's on my phone every night, so, you know, it's I use it, but I'm not conscious of, of it, that it's a lot less bright. Right. Now, like uh, years ago, when people actually had GPS systems outside of their phone, uh, they always had a night mode, you know. Hmm. They were pretty good about knowing that it was nighttime and, and that the screen would change to a darker color, you know, a black background with right. green highways or whatever right right uh, so it's interesting that it's taken this long for them to, to do this across other devices yeah but it's it's there so um there you go if you've got yeah. it you've got it yeah. you've got it you're on uh you know we got a couple google things uh google maps which we started talking about a couple weeks ago uh they've added some new offline features and they've also added uber to uh to the google map system yeah, so um, interesting. They they uh, just done some updates for iOS and Android. Um, it basically lets you save your data if you're in in an area with poor service. So if you're on, on the maps and you're out in the middle of the country and there's not much service going on, you've got the option to uh, turn off or put on Wi-Fi only mode. So if you want to save your data and you're not sucking out all your data with Google Maps in the middle of nowhere, um, and then you can also download areas for offline use so if you're going to yeah. you're going to and you're like well because I, I i have this problem if i'm driving across country and and we're in the desert here so we've got a lot of area where there's no signal at all um, right. i'll take a photo of the map i'll go and you know pretend i'm driving through and go and take photos of on my of my map so that i can look at the photos as i'm driving through to make sure i've got the right the right way otherwise i'm in trouble but this this sort of lets you download that area now so you can look at it like a fully functioning map which is going to be pretty cool yeah, this is actually really cool. We've got some spots in, I'm sure every state has them, but 
Uh, you know, I like to do a lot of canoeing and kayaking. And when we were going to a place one time where I wasn't exactly sure where I was going and probably two thirds of the way there, uh, we no longer had service where mm. we could get the maps and I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So this, this would be great to be able yeah. to save those offline. Uh, I think it's probably a good idea to have some sort of an SD card in your phone so that you have enough space to make sure you can save all those. Yeah. If you, if you're on an Android, of course, that's an option because you can, uh, put an SD card in there and it, and it lets you save them to your SD cards yeah. as well. But of course you don't have the, the SD ability on a, on an iOS. Oh, device. you don't? No, we don't need oh. it. We're good. Well, there's another reason not to have one. And we'll continue on. <laughs> um, you also said that um, we can book some rides as well from maps. Is that right? That is true. Yeah. If, if you're wanting to, to get an Uber ride from somewhere, you can do that without leaving Google Maps. Yeah. and you I don't also, know why you'd be in Google Maps in the first place and decide you need a ride. But if that ever happens. <laughs> you might be yeah. realizing, well, I really am locked. I'm going to get yeah. myself out of here. I can't, right. re- I can't read the map. I better call someone who can drive me out of here. Call Uber. Yep. And so, it says they've done that in multiple countries, although it doesn't say what countries that is. Yeah, interesting. Hey, um, going, sticking with the Google flavor right now, flavor, digging into food delivery. Nice. In India, um, they've just got um, the ability now to go and order food. If you're doing a search for a restaurant in India, um, they're letting you now, uh, if you're searching for a nearby restaurant, you can see an option to place an order in the search results. So you can tap on a uh, tap on a button and choose your favorite delivery service. Um, there's a few out there that they'll use. Um, you take into their website and you can complete your order just from a Google search. That's pretty cool. Yeah, this is actually pretty neat. Uh, and we probably have we'll probably end up getting this in the U.S. sometime soon as well. Mm. Yeah. On the on you know over there where you're at on the on the left coast. You can first. make you can make uh, reservations table reservations as well from the search page as well so if you get that ability you can rather rather than ringing the restaurant and checking in um you can make a table reservation now that's going to be very interesting dependent on the restaurant and their table reservation system right you know because some restaurants just have a diary you know pen and paper and they take notes and Uh bookings um so you're going to have to have the right sort of reservation system i'm guessing in order to book and make it a proper booking that sits and fits into their system as well. So yeah, interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, it is. I think it's going to be great. The, the idea that, you know, you can just do it all right from your phone as you're looking for something, or you can just order some food and have it brought to you. That's great. Yeah. Um, all right. There is that. That's the Google thing. Anything else on Google that we've got here? Um, nothing else on Google. Um, Cause I know we're about to come to the top of the hour, top of the half hour already. Pokemon. Yeah. We haven't we haven't even mentioned the P word. We got to mention Pokemon. Um, we do. Pokemon made some cash. Made some cash recently in their first month. Yeah. Couple bucks. Uh, two hundred million of those couple of bucks. Yeah, uh, that's nice. Is, we we okay. reported in the first week that they had made I think one point one million. So uh, that's quite an increase over the the you know second, third, and fourth weeks. Definitely. I got a little Pokemon story for you. So, you know, I'm all about businesses using whatever they can to, to make it work. We've seen some businesses try and use Pokemon and, you know, buy lures to drop people into their shops and stuff. But ultimately, um, I've seen some fails because I've seen people walk in the shop, grab their lure, grab their Pokemon or whatever it is, and then disappear out the shop and not spend a zack 
inside the shop. But um, a zoo just near me, in fact, less than a mile away from me, the local zoo, had a Pokemon night last week. Um, oh. Now, now think about this. The zoo is closed at these normal hours. So between 5 and, I think, 5 and 8 o'clock at night, um, the zoo's closed because we're in summer here and it's so hot that they shut the zoo in early early afternoon. Um, so 5 o'clock, they said, we're going to open up. We're going to charge $10 per person uh, come into the zoo. We're going to buy a whole bunch of lures. We're going to drop it in and uh, you can come and collect Pokemons all over the place. So they did that. They had 300 people through the door in the first 10 minutes. I think ultimately, oh, wow. ultimately they got about 700 people in, um, charging 10 bucks a head. And then they had sales and concessions and stuff like that on top of that. So it became a, you know, roughly a 10 grand night for a place that was ordinarily closed for business midweek. It was a Thursday night. Um, Ordinarily, nothing going. They made 10 grand out of a bit of Pokemon. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I think they spent. I think they spent about $110 on lures. That was it. (laughs) Right. Not, Not a bad return, right? Not a bad return. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome. I, I'm seeing more and more of those Pokemon Go related events popping up on uh, Facebook, you know, using the event tab. Yeah. Well, good on them. I mean, hey, if it's getting people out and about and moving and getting some exercise, I'm all for it. All for it. Yeah, I, I do have uh, one other Pokemon Go story. There's a, a VFW here in town who for some reason there was always a Pokestop in that parking lot. Mm-hmm. And at any time of day or night, you could pull into that parking lot, you know, catch a Pokemon or whatever you do there and uh, leave. And then all of a sudden last week when that new update came out to the software, that one is no longer there. And there is a policeman sitting in the parking lot now. So um, apparently somehow, some way they complained about the fact that they were actually a Pokestop. Oh, really? And, yeah, we, I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's a VFW. Uh, what the, what's, VF, what's a VFW for those Veterans that don't know? of Foreign Wars. It's a place usually right. where the, the older gentlemen go to hang out, drink, yep. talk. You know, they have events, things mm. like that. They have a, uh, we went to a, an event there a week or two ago, but it's not really a place that you're going to draw um, middle schoolers, teenagers. Sure. Know? So, um, kind of an anti uh, Pokemon Go story, I guess. <laughs> There's a few of those around. <laughs> very good i think you know we've covered most of our stuff this week we thought it wasn't yeah. wasn't much happening but gee we can fill in that half hour for sure let's see just checking over our notes will what are you doing in the next uh, couple of couple of next seven days are you are uh, out and about doing anything can people catch up with you where you're wherever you may be yeah i've got quite a few meetings this week which is kind of unusual for me but um wednesday uh, i'm actually accepting award from the st louis small business monthly uh, f- called the Future 50 Award, which is you know future 50 businesses in St. Louis uh, that are fastest growing and uh, involved in the community. So pretty excited about that. Good one. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And, and uh, we're also going to be featured in the September issue. So that'd be nice. Get some publicity out for the business as well that way. Yeah, good. And you've also got a, uh, a, a new course that you're launching as well. That's right. Uh, we just launched uh, this week the six-week social media challenge, and it's sixweeksocialmediachallenge.com. Uh, my uh, daughter, Amber, who is a certified social media uh, and community manager, is going to be running the course, and uh, it's six weeks. It's free. Uh, go sign up. Where do they sign up? Sixweeksocialmediachallenge.com. Is that S-I-X or with the number six? Either way. Either I'm, way. I, 
I got, bought them both. You got both. Awesome. Good to see. <laughs> Excellent. I've got a webinar coming up this week too. If anyone wants to jump on, we are talking about the tripling your traffic, how to triple your website traffic in 30 days. If you want to know how to do that, it's a free webinar, uh, digital traffic institute dot com forward slash new dti we'll stick, oh, cool. we'll stick some links on the, the show notes um well awesome great to uh go through this information with you of course next week we'll be back with more information that's going on in the world of social media online marketing and anything else in between thanks will you bet good good show see you later everybody thanks for joining us on the did you know podcast Check out all of the show notes and resources mentioned in today's episode at redcanoemedia.com.